0: I'm Megan, I'm Christy, and we are Homebrew Murder murder Crew. crew. (laughs) Obviously coming at you remote. (laughs) Oh boy, wow.
1: Even as two of us, we can't even figure it out. I know,
0: right. <laughs> what a fail. What yeah. a fail. Do we have any true crime news? Um, not that I have seen. I haven't really been keeping abreast of the true crime news. I mean, last week we were finishing up holidays and everything with right. our anniversary, so
1: oh, I've been
0: a little disconnected.
1: Same here, same. Yeah. Been a bit of a wild couple weeks. I've been yeah. a little like, like a lot going on in Calgary.
0: Yeah. But nothing that I've actually like followed. So it's insane. Like, one statistic I did come across was that as far as shootings go, um, Calgary's up double uh, by just this time this year than uh, they've seen over like five years. Oh um, at the five-year average—it's up double from a five-year average, or something like that. Yikes! Which that is, is just wild. insane. And then they're attributing it to like game, gang, gang oh. violence and stuff like that, right? But they're they're saying that the issue is it's no longer like one side versus one side; it's that gang members are flip-flopping. So it's kind of like it's just a fucking clusterfuck of bullshit. Apparently, oh my so, god, yeah her if like they'll like leave and join the other side or something like that and it's oh my god
1: and then go back oh my god chaotic goodness. yeah
0: like as if gang violence and gangs aren't chaotic as it is like <laughs> just add a little light treason to it <laughs>
1: well that's a fun fact
0: for yeah
1: our listeners so the case that i've chosen to tell you guys about today it's not confirmed as a crime
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's just a mind fuck and a mystery okay are you familiar with diet love pass in russia yeah. oh yeah so
0: this I is just watched, like i watched a show um they mentioned it but like i've i listened to morbid's podcast about it and like i got <laughs> so deep into that like it oh my god yeah i was watching a show on like cryptids or something and oh. so they were talking about um uh, the Yeti and then right. that
1: that case came up so right because that was one of the theories is that it's yep. the Yeti so maybe that's one that we'll cover another time it was the one that I was originally going to do but I've gone so deep into that case that it would it I, I just couldn't put it together fast enough yeah for today and it's also it would be longer than a micro brew because i've read books on it i've seen all the documentaries it's wild but yeah. the case i'm bringing today or the the i guess i'll call it a case even though we're, we're still undetermined as right. whether or not it's crime is uh they call it america's diet love pass oh
0: i'm already intrigued
1: the rabbit hole i went down on this one there isn't a lot of information either but it's yeah. still like I'm going to tell you this and at the end you're going to be left with nothing but questions.
0: Okay, I can't wait. (laughs) So, questions that I'm not going to be able to answer. I need something to do tonight so I will go down a rabbit hole as well. (laughs)
1: right. I'm taking you back today to Yuba County, California in 1978. Okay. This case is about five young men. Gary Mathias, who is 25, Jack Madruga, who's 30, Jackie Hewitt, who's 24, Theodore, we're going to call him Ted, Wire, who's 32, and William, we're going to call him Bill Sterling, who's 29. All five of these men had met in a day program for mentally handicapped adults. so. Yeah, because all five of them had developmental disabilities, and they yeah. were all high-functioning, but they all still lived at home with their parents. They bonded over, like, a shared love of sports. Yeah. Aside from their developmental disabilities, Gary Mathias also was diagnosed with schizophrenia. Oh, Okay. But I'm going to start off by telling you that he was being treated for his schizophrenia and it was quoted in many, many articles that he had it under control at the time Mm -hmm. when all of this happened. But we can discuss that after I tell you what happened. Okay. It was a Friday, February 24th, 1978. The five men who were a part of a basketball team named the Gateway Gators, which was supported by a local program for people with mental disabilities. Mm -hmm. The Gators were scheduled to play their first game in a tournament sponsored by the Special Olympics, where the winning team would win a trip to Los Angeles. And that game was supposed to take (laughs) take place on February 25th. So the next day. They were super excited, getting ready for their game the next day. They decided they wanted to go watch their, the UC Davis basketball team play an away game mm-hmm. in the city of Chico. The five men piled into Jack Madruga's Mercury Montego and drove out to the city of Chico. So according to Google Maps, Chico is roughly 56-minute drive from Yuba, Yuba okay. County. So they get into the car. They go to watch this game. It was being held at the Chico State University, and the game ended around 10 p.m. Following the game, the five men drove three blocks from the university to Bears Market, where the clerk remembered... The five men kept coming in because they were slightly annoyed because they walked in like right as he was trying to close up for the night. Okay. So, uh, like you know what that was like, especially oh, when yeah. we were blockbuster, right? Like how annoying it was, people that were like sneak in right before we were closing. And so. I
0: hate so I'm like I'm sorry, like just a sidebar. The other day, I went to I went to Michael's because I just put them to bed, and uh, I was like, I just need to get out of the house. I wanted to pick up some more yarn for crocheting, and so I was like, I got in there like 20 minutes before they closed, and I'm like, these guys fucking hate me right now. <laughs> Everybody sweep in their areas, and it was just
1: me, probably just like. Passing dirty looks every time you yeah. look away. just Talking like, over the radio station like
0: this fucking bitch has
1: some nerve. <laughs> Coming here at the right before close to get her young.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So the clerk definitely remembered them for that reason. Mm-hmm. They, he, The clerk even remembers that they purchased some milk and some snacks, which is a weird combination, but like some candy bars and stuff like that. They seemed to be in, like, really good spirits. They were, like, really pumped up after the game, so they were super excited. And They just bought their snacks and left. And that was the last that anybody saw of them that night. Okay. The following day, when the five men failed to return to their homes, their parents, um, becoming concerned, called the the police in Chico and reported them missing. They, based on the information their parents gave them, with the mental disabilities and the the fact that you know they were really excited about this game, and now they're not home, and they're supposed to be starting this big tournament, they went. Lo- they just, they began looking for them like right away. You no, know, mm-hmm. not that like oh, you are gonna wait twenty four hours. BS. Like they're all adults too, but still, they just on it right.
0: Right. Well, I'm so- sure. like, must I mean they must take like medications and stuff to help stabilize them especially the gentleman that has schizophrenia right if it's under control They right. must be on something it's like who knows if they're not expecting to be gone for that long like does do they have their medications like that would be worrisome right
1: yeah exactly exactly so I said we'd get to that
0: one later yeah
1: so I can't imagine that they planned on being back that night that yeah. he would have brought his medications right it may have been under control at the time of when they were last seen, but it, whether or not it remained under control is definitely up for debate. The yeah. right. They searched for the men for four days and came up with nothing until Tuesday, February 28th. So now it's four days after the men were last seen at the market by the clerk. And a forest ranger that was just traveling along this like a service road in the mountains came across an abandoned Mercury Montego. It was abandoned on an unpaved road near an area called Oroville in the Rogers Crow camp area. So it's way up in the mountains of a Plumas National Park. So And it also had an elevation 4,500 feet. And it was about a two-and-a-half-hour drive away from Chico University. And the most puzzling part of it all is the National Park was in a northeast direction of the university, whereas their home of Yuba was down south. Hmm. It was definitely like the the ranger had... Heard about the missing men and instantly figured out that this is possibly the... The ranger called it in, having seen the bulletin of the five missing men. Investigators arrived to check out the car. When they got there, it appeared to be stuck in a snowbank because you got to remember it's February. It appeared to be stuck in a snowbank, but it wasn't like so stuck that it couldn't have been pushed out by five young adults Uh, yeah males five young adult males that were like athletic so that right there was a little bit like that was giving them a little bit of red flags yeah for sure they also found no evidence of any kind of a struggle or anything like that it literally the car just appeared to be abandoned Mm -hmm. And all there was the wrappers, uh, like wrappers from the candy bars that they had bought from the convenience store all over the backseat. But like just kind of in a way that, you know, people were eating them while they were driving, like nothing, nothing concerning at all.
0: Right. It was also haphazardly thrown in the car sort of thing. Exactly.
1: And one of the most alarming things was that there was no kind of damage to the car. And we need to remember, it's 1978. It's an unpaved road in the mountains. It's also in the middle of winter.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: There was no damage to the car. So it's believed that whoever was driving either took really great care in navigating the treacherous road up the mountain or knew the area well. And anticipated every rut in the road. Because we live here in... Calgary, Alberta, which is close to Kananaskis. And like even some of the roads out there get closed. Like they close them in the winter just because they're just so bad.
0: And you gotta think like the the altitudes that they're at, right? Like you're gonna see more snow, probably more ice considering the temperatures and science, you know? Yeah. But
1: despite all of this, there was no sign of the five men. Nothing. They couldn't not there any
0: like footprints in the snow or anything like that. Like it was snowing at the time that they found the car. Oh. So
1: even if there was, right. or it had snowed yeah. overnight, so even if there had been, they were long but covered. Right. There wasn't any. They weren't able to track. Uh, okay. To track them, even even the investigators themselves were uncomfortable being out there in the conditions in which the, like, roads
0: were, Right.
1: Nothing. They didn't find anything that first day. And, of course, as newspapers do, an article went out about the car, be- the five missing men in the car being found. And a man named Joseph Sh- Shoms, he came forward to tell reporters that he had actually seen the car around 11 or 12 p.m. on Friday, February 24th, on the same road that it was found. Joseph said he was driving up the the unpaved road to his cabin when his car became stuck in the snow. Mm -hmm. And Unfortunately, while he was trying to push his car out, he suffered a minor heart attack.
0: Oh my God.
1: So... The story here, um, I actually found two different versions of Joseph's story. So okay. Joseph said that while he he crawled into the back seat of his car to lay down to just kind of, like what like what else is he supposed to do? Right, he's in the middle of, like it's the middle of the night on a deserted road, no street lights, and he's stuck in the snow. So he just laid down on the back seat of the car, mm-hmm. and at about eleven thirty. He said he saw two sets of headlights coming up behind him. He said Mm -hmm. one was a car, the car that, like, like uh, Jack Madruga's car, the Montego. And the other was, he said, a pickup truck. He said he got out of his car and was yelling for help. But the two vehicles had stopped about 20 feet away from him. And the occupants got out of the car, I guess. The occupants of the car got out of the car and got into the truck. And all of the occupants left together in the truck. Didn't respond to him. He's yelling for help. They just ignored him. Just left the car there and drove away. What? So, Josie...
0: Sorry. sorry, Did did he see... So, he's seeing these guys get out of the car and go into the truck?
1: He did, but he wasn't able to identify them because it's the middle of the night, no street lights, so he's and he's also like he's he's having a heart attack. Like yeah. so do you know if
0: it's, if it's the same car that was found there? If it was the monkey said it was he did confirm
1: that it was the car. Like he the color of the car, everything matched. He also said it was a red truck to be specific. But he wasn't able to like really like they stopped about twenty feet away from him. So he wasn't able to really get a look of the gotcha. people. Okay. Um, so he said that he spent the rest of the night in his car bef- but when when he was feeling better in the morning he said he walked down the mountain to like to a like a, a a cabin or like a convenience store or something to get help and at the time because of his own condition his own situation he didn't think of the car he didn't like nothing It wasn't something that registered in him. He didn't mention it at the time. Mm -hmm. The second story that I was able to find is a little bit more suspicious. It's a little bit more bizarre. That's for sure. So he said while he was inside his car, so everything is the same up to the part where he's having a heart attack and he's laying down in the car. Mm -hmm. He said while he was laying in his car, he heard a whistling noise, like a man-made whistling noise. Mm-hmm. and saw what he thought were a group of men and a woman with a baby walking in the light of another vehicle in a, of another vehicle's headlights. Okay. Sean said that he called for help, and the lights turned off, and the whistling sound stopped. He said a few hours later, he saw flashlight beams outside his car, and he called out for help again. But immediately, the light went out, and Sean stayed in his car until it ran out of gas, and then when he was feeling better, he walked eight miles down to get help. Passing Madruga's car on the way, he didn't think much about it because he was preoccupied with his own brush with death, and he didn't right. think about the car again until he heard about the disappearance. Okay. So <clears throat> the first version of the story I told you was one that I found in a lot of news articles, but apparently the second one is the one they're going with as the actual story that he told
0: also, like can I just say I mean sir you had a heart attack yeah overnight and yes. then you just casually get up the next day and you walk eight miles like I can't yeah. walk from the couch to the kitchen after like a few bottles of wine the I know to <laughs> succumb to my hangover like yeah
1: let alone, so, I mean, if that's what happened, I mean, kudos, man. But... Yeah, it's, the story is a strange. And, like, yeah. circumstances of which him being on the road to begin with are really suspicious. Like, I get right. it, he's a captain out there, like, but it's the middle of winter. Like, it's January 24th. Like, it's just really bizarre that he's out there in the first place, in the middle of the night, but I'm not judging. Mm-hmm. I, like, this was, I who knows? Who knows? Um, so yeah, once he heard about the disappearance and the car being found in the newspaper, that's when he remembered like, seeing it out in the mountains and called investigators to tell them this story. These stories, I guess. I don't know. A search party was put together, but because of between the dense forest Ridden terrain, <laughs> and winter conditions. They searched for a few days. However, a blizzard blew in, and they and they they brought in helicopters to try and do flyovers. They also attempted to navigate the terrain on horseback. Yes. Searches. They almost lost men themselves just trying to navigate the roads and the forest and stuff just to That's look for
0: really them. Brutal. And the thing is, too, is, like, at that, that time of year and that in those weather conditions, like, any evidence, like, any physical evidence that you can see whether you're on foot or, like, air searches or whatever is just gone because yeah. of the blowing snow, the snow drifts, like, uh, the fresh snow, etc. Like, you can't, it's impossible. Yeah.
1: Yep. So, they searched for days and they didn't find a sign, nothing other than the car. There was no sign of Gary, Jack, Jackie, Bill, or Ted.
0: Okay.
1: Newspapers now referred to these men as the Yuba, Yuba County Five. The search was eventually called off due to the weather, and all the families could do was sit back at home and wait for news. They raised money for a reward, and they even reached out to psychics but nothing they found nothing nothing like no there was no sightings of the men they weren't able to go out and search anymore like that was like once that blizzard rolled in it was like here in, like in Kananaskis when they shut down the yeah. roads and like, nobody's going out there yeah other than Joseph Schoen's story one more witness came forward a woman And she reported seeing the men in a red pickup truck on the Saturday or the Sunday, about a half an hour from where the car had been found abandoned. That's all that it says. No more details about that. But again, a red truck. And she was certain that it was those five men. But it led investigators nowhere. Neither of the stories actually helped them at all at that point. Like, there was no no other like there was no not enough details on this other mystery vehicle that joseph said that he saw which fair enough like i wouldn't but he his focus probably was on staying alive in that moment not right remembering license plates and details and stuff that's totally fine
0: right
1: so months would pass without a sign of the yuba county five And it wasn't until June 1978 when the snow had melted and the conditions up in the mountains got less treacherous that a small group of motorcyclists who were driving through these fun little roads up in the mountains, they noticed an abandoned service trailer in a campground and this is about 19 miles, so that's about 30.5 kilometers for us Canadians, up the mountain from where Jack Madruga's car was found. They stopped to investigate because they noticed that a window was broken on, on this service trailer. And as you know, young men do, they thought, let's go see. So they got their way into the trailer through the broken window. They were able to gain access into the trailer and once they got inside, on a bed in the trailer, they found what they believed to be a body in a, in the bed. It was covered in, like, wrapped in sheets on the bed. Okay. So they immediately panicked and called, you know, went and probably had to drive into town to alert the authorities And when investigators arrived to investigate the body, they pulled back the sheets and found that it was the body of Ted Weir. Okay. Based on Ted's beard growth in his emaciated condition, because he had lost about 100 pounds from when he was last seen in January, it's believed that he likely had lived in that trailer for 8 to 13 weeks. He was tucked into the bed very, very tightly. Like, he did not tuck himself in there himself. They instantly believed that somebody else had tucked him in. Next to him on the bedside table were Ted's gold ring, his wallet with cash inside, and a gold watch that families would later say did not belong to any of the five men. Which is a little weird. But nothing else comes of that watch. It's another mystery. The state of Ted's body also left investigators and families very, very confused because this service trailer actually was like, an, like it wasn't abandoned. It was only abandoned for the winter. It was like, like where the like park rangers go during the like on season. So it was like because
0: that's like set up there, kind of like I'm trying to imagine like what a service trailer is. If you're a trailer and I just think like temper trailer, this must be different. Yeah, I think they kept referring to it as
1: a trailer, but I think it was a cabin actually. I searched and searched and searched and could not find any photos of this trailer. But they referred to it as a trailer, a service trailer, but so weird,
0: yeah. like
1: you, you find a dead man in there. Why are not you taking a picture of the fucking trailer? That's also it's nineteen seventy-eight too, though, right? Like, I mean, maybe there yeah. is photos somewhere. They're just not out on the world, the www yet, or not yet, but just out for people to find. Because it's not like this is not like an active. Like I said, it's not. We don't know. Like, if this this is might not even be an active case. Like, it's not. It's weird. This whole thing is just super bizarre. But this, like the trailer can, like in the trailer were a lot of blankets, clothing, there was firewood and matches. A propane tank was also connected to the outside of the trailer, which was full and could have provided heat and cooking fuel. All of it remained untouched. No attempt to even start a fire or to even cover up the window that had been smashed for what they presumed for ted and whoever else was with him to access the, tr- the trailer
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah there was also a storage shed outside which contained months worth of rations canned goods a can opener all of that and all they found inside the trailer were 12 cans that had been opened that is it that was all that was touched oh. about. and By the looks of Ted, they assume that he may have not been eating it because he had lost 100 pounds between, well, they don't even know exactly when he had, like, passed away. But it's a short period of time. Yeah. So search and rescue were brought in to search the area for the four remaining men. Joining the search efforts was Jackie Hewitt's and Bill Sterling's fathers. The next day, about a quarter mile away from the trailer, searchers found three wool blankets that they, you know, were pretty sure came from the service trailer and a Zippo lighter. They continued to search in that area when they stumbled across human remains. They found the remains of Jack Madruga and Bill Sterling. Something that I want to point out is that they weren't found going back down towards where they knew civilization was. They were further up the mountain, further into the woods. The two bodies were found on opposite sides of the, of the service road to each other. And about 11.4 miles from the car. where the car had been found jack druga was said to have been it's kind of gross this is out of an article that i read but his body was intact but badly decomposed
0: okay
1: he laid he laid face up and his right hand was curled around his watch i did find in some like some like other people writing articles about this, they said that it was his car keys that were in his hand. But I yeah. actually found in a 1978 article written for the Sacramento Bee that it was his watch that he was holding in his hand. Okay. Jack, uh, Bill Sterling was found on the opposite side of the road as Jack Madruga in a more wooded area. And he was found scattered over about fifty feet. <laughs> there was nothing left of him but bones. Presumably, what? he had been, presumably he had been eaten by animals.
0: Oh my god! It's strange well, that they were only being... him. Like, I guess that they're kind of like away from each other, but like, that's not strange, that far. That it would just be, yeah, that it would just be him. That like, what? Yeah. This is fucked.
1: <laughs> yeah. Not to mention that like service roads in the mountain are not two-way roads this is one probably narrow little road on opposite sides of the road of each other like they're not that far away from each other so Mm -hmm. on one
0: side
1: like one of them was intact and the other one was literally in pieces over a 50 50 feet area two days following the discovery of bill and jack's bodies just off the same road but much closer to the trailer jackie hewitt's father who had joined the search effort found his own son's backbone along with a pair of ripped sorry levi sorry along with a pair of levi's jeans and ripped soles that's apparently the get there's shoes that he recognized as his son's no so he le- yeah he found his own son's backbone oh my god and presumably eaten by animals he was also just bones an assistant sheriff for the Plumas County found a skull the next day about a hundred yards downhill from the rest of the bones, which the family dentist would later use to identify the remains as Jackie Hewitt. Could you imagine how Honestly, I honestly, I'm, yeah. I like,
0: wish you could see my face right now because like I'm just, my mouth is just gaping wide. Like, I don't- I don't know what to say. I'm just like fucking blown away.
1: Yeah, Bill Sterling's father was also there the day that they discovered his son's bones scattered over a 50 feet area. 50 foot area. Like that's so horrible. Could yeah. you imagine? Like, stump. Like he like recognized the shoes, which were in the same vicinity, and like it was like he knew that was he had just found his son's
0: backbone like like every worst fear is just being realized in that moment and in the most horrific like no parent should ever have to lose a child but like oh my that's horrific like that's traumatizing
1: now they found Jackie, Ted, Jack and Bill but there was no sign of Gary, Matthews none Although they suspected that the Zippo lighter they had found before they found the bodies of uh, Bill and Jack, they believed the lighter belonged to Gary as he was the only one in the group that was a smoker. So they automatically assumed smoker must be his Zippo, right? The only other evidence that Gary was even there that they found was they found Gary's tennis shoes left inside the service trailer where they found Ted's body. What? But they couldn't find Ted's leather shoes. So they suspect that Gary may have been the one that was eating the food in the trailer and the one that tucked Ted in. and though and when he when Ted succumbed to his, to the elements, I guess, because okay. yeah. autopsy showed that they all just succumbed to exposure, that he had right. traded yeah. his tennis shoes for Ted's leather shoes. And attempted to leave on foot.
0: Okay, that makes sense.
1: But to this day, no sign of Gary has ever been found. Not a bone. Nothing. Not Not a shred of clothing. The leather shoes. Nothing. He's just gone. Another thing that I should note is that It's the thing, another thing that really puzzles and confuses investigators is that this service road had last been serviced. Like there was literally somebody up there plowing the road the day before the men went missing. And that was the last time that anybody was even scheduled to be up there until it reopened for the the spring.
0: Right. Right.
1: So, there was actually paths, like, it was, like, three or four feet of snow, but there was actually paths to the service trailer and to the other trailers and back down the mountain, like, clear paths that had been plowed into the, like, road. So, they, like, obviously, they think that the men got out and attempted to go on foot and came across the the path up to the service trailer and that's how they ended up in the service trailer makes right. sense but they don't believe they, they're not sure like if they all made it to the trailer and if they did why they left why they didn't touch any of the supplies other than the 12 cans of like I don't know probably like beans or something
0: Right, and then like I'm sorry because I, I pulled this up because I wanted to look at the pictures and stuff and the, there was a map so I wanted to get an idea I feel yeah. like but the trailer also had like heat to it, but they yeah, didn't use that either. Yeah. So they're, it's like they have all these amenities for them, but like for some reason, they didn't make use of them. Yeah, they
1: even had firewood. There was a stove in there, I guess. And they had matches and they never even, there was no sign that they even attempted to light a fire. Like oh. it's just... I just like because they're all high functioning, they like they're right. they have developmental issue like um, disabilities. They're not only one of them was diagnosed mentally ill, and even like he, his mental illness isn't something like not anxiety. Like, I mean, maybe he does, maybe they panicked,
0: right?
1: But it just doesn't explain how they couldn't just pull it together and be like, let's light a fire. We're going to, you know, figure this out. They just.
0: Yeah. There's so many of them, but but none of them had the wherewithal to do that. So it's like, okay, so maybe, you know, you're getting cold, you're getting hypothermic. So you're not thinking straight and um, you're not able to, to think or use cognitive skills or whatever. So, okay. You succumb to the elements. Okay. But then where the fuck is Gary what yeah. happened to him number one but number two like how the fuck you guys get up there in the first place like I look at the map and it's it, a, basically a straight shot from where they started to this Orville place yeah and you have to like it can't take that much time to realize like you know we're going the wrong way so unless it like it narrows down to a service road like quite quickly and they tried to turn around or something and they got stuck and I don't know but how confusing
1: it's such a mystery like there's there's like unless they got lost like you said there is no reason for them to have been up there
0: right
1: not at all and like the, and then like the other thing too is is that all that food there was rations for months out in that tr- that uh, shed outside the trailer and Ted like Ted starved to death basically
0: right.
1: Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, like, why wouldn't you eat? I don't understand. Unless, I, I, I maybe he got sick. It's possible. It's yeah. cold. He got sick. And, like, uh, Gary was trying to take care of him. But he wasn't eating because he's not feeling well. And he just, yeah. Because, right. like, that's a, a short period of time. That's, you know, roughly five months. Yeah, five months, and he was already slightly decomposing. So he hadn't, it wasn't like he had just died. He lost a right, hundred. 100- or
0: it's like if you, if he did die, like I mean, you have to imagine too that the weather, like, and the cold would preserve. And yeah, that decomposes quickly.
1: Yeah, that's the weird thing. That was the weird thing when they mentioned um, Jack jack um madruga and how he was intact but very decomposed like how how is he very decomposed cuz you you yeah. know we know what it's like winter in the mountains like yeah. winter in the mountains doesn't go like some it's still there's still snow in kananaskis today like lots of it you go high uh, enough I, I in the mountains it's still snow
0: Right, but I guess it's like it also doesn't, it probably doesn't get
1: minus 30 plus five. It's true. It's California. Right. That is true. Um, I did find in one news article, like I got all of my pretty much all of my information from the Sacramento Bee newspaper um, archives. Uh, there was one article written after all of this came out where Joseph Shones later said that based on his condition at the time he was obviously very ill and that Mm -hmm. it's possible that he hallucinated seeing the woman and the child out in the mountains
0: i was thinking that too like you're having a fucking heart attack. and i mean you're trying to make sense of who you're seeing and you're you're excited to get the intention of somebody hopefully to help you and they're not helping you and i mean who knows i've had a heart attack before so i don't i don't know what that's like and i don't know what happens to you physiologically um or mentally when that happens so
1: yeah yeah so i mean he even tried like it's possible that he imagined the whole thing it's unlikely some of the details he had were pretty like
0: pretty match up accurate. they did yeah yeah <clears throat>
1: there's lots of theories i mean all this was 1978 and there's we're still no closer to finding out what happened to them or finding gary or whatever but like one of the theories the biggest theories that went around was that um gary uh Mathias had a psychotic break because like we mentioned earlier he probably didn't think to bring his medication and it's been like that he was presumably out there in that trailer for months without his medication so he may have right. had it under control at the time of the disappearance but we all know like I know not we all I'm not gonna talk for all of us I know how quickly my mental health can deteriorate when I stop taking my medication once I have taken it and it stabilized me <clears throat> does not take that long for no me to revert back to my like anxious self
0: well not only that but there's like a myriad of things that happens when you're not consistent with taking your medication so when you take it and then you don't or you skip a dose or whatever and then you take it again you're fluctuating so much in two directions right like yeah. for me if I miss one day like I'm getting zaps the following day and then you know it's a matter of like having to rebalance on those medications again
1: yeah exactly but yeah, so I guess one of the theories is that he had that psychotic break and that he was responsible for the whole thing. Do
0: you think, do you think he ate his
1: food? Oh my god.
0: I doubt it. There was so much food. You're like, I did <laughs> and now I did. Yeah, that is true. There's so much food. No. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> You can cut that out if you want. <laughs> no That's staying in there. That's
1: the best. No. Somebody was eating oh the of food and it clearly wasn't Ted.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, so, yeah, they think it was Gary and like I, they can't even understand like how the others, like why the others left. And it's 1978 at the time. They don't really have the technology to determine like time of death and blah, blah, blah. Like
0: mm-hmm.
1: some of them were bones that was left like bones were all that was left it's
0: also like it's so hard to determine time of death like when you finally do find them from when they went missing or were reported missing because of the elements and you know every every factor that exists in exactly you know like the snow the the weather the other elements etc like animals picking and eating and doing whatever there's
1: there's that too. I found one quote by the Yuba County Under Sheriff Jack Beechman in that article by the Sacramento Bee. And he said, quote, this case is bizarre as hell, unquote. <laughs> he isn't wrong. He isn't wrong. <laughs> he isn't wrong. <laughs>
0: well said, my man.
1: Well said. Investigators, they've gotten, they had nothing. Years and years later. In interviews, they're, they're like, we still got nothing. Like, we can't understand. We don't understand. The biggest part of the mystery is how they ended up there. Because, like, you just looked at the map, and we will inc- we'll provide it on our show notes and in our social medias. It's, like, not quite opposite direction. Like, they were supposed to be driving south back to Yuba, and somehow they ended up going, like, northeast.
0: Yeah. Up the
1: mountain what it's weird
0: this is like why does all this bizarre shit happen in the woods man yeah and this is my cryptid obsession thinking right now um but like okay so anything like what's is there anything like latest about this
1: nothing they've got nothing mm-hmm. they think that these guys just got lost and succumb to the elements so they never really investigated it as like the possibility that maybe a crime happened or whatever it's just like gary Mm -hmm. still listed as a missing person but that's that's it
0: right like like, where the fuck did he go and then okay this red truck he said that it it was this joseph guy who had the heart attack that had seen it there was another person that saw that red truck with the men in it or
1: uh yeah yeah a woman said that she saw on saturday so the following day which doesn't add up because it just doesn't make sense a mind fuck? it is a mindset because i literally like i searched so much and i couldn't find like anything new on this or any kind of like nothing nothing like there's no like all these questions, I just kept finding more and more questions and no answers to go with those questions. Ugh. And some of the articles that I found were like, oh man, and we got to remember that it's 1978. Um, just once... one, of articles, one of the articles that I found was titled, retarded men may have survived one month God, like it's the whole like there was a lot of those, like it's 1978, and they just kept referring to them as retarded men.
0: Oh, I like scrolling on this website where I was like checking out the map and stuff. I mean, yeah. you know, there's apparently a movie on Netflix that uh, so it says to this day, no one knows why these four young men died in that were so far, they pleasant Led them there. What had they, they hidden from Sean? Where is Matthew? However, that? in 2017, David Bruckner directed a movie that seems to be largely based on the Yuba County. Ooh, we'll have the to Ritual. watch it. Uh, yeah, it's called The Ritual. And although in this one movie things turn supernatural, the parallels between it and the Yuba County Five story are pretty strong, I guess. So, um, hmm. and then, yeah, it's maybe something super did happen to the boys. of just like it did. Yeah. But I mean, that's, that's right up my alley. So I think I'm going to check that
1: out too. That's just crazy because the park in which the bodies were it's still a, like a like a thriving park. The campground's been renamed, but the campground's still there. So you'd think that after all these years, they would maybe find something. Right. Like you don't just find a bone out in the woods. You go, oh, yeah, meh. Right. You find a bone, you report it, and they, you know, they could have, I just don't understand. There's nothing, nothing. They found yeah. all the remains of the four missing men, and then, like, nothing since. So, like, where is Gary? the oh, fuck is Gary.
0: Mm-hmm. Listeners, if you have any theories on what happened, we'd love to hear from you. Email us. Let us know. Yeah, definitely.
1: Message us on our socials. Yeah. Like, share your theories with us. Like, let us know what you think. If you find some something that I wasn't able to find, like, definitely share that with us. You can find us on our socials. We are on Facebook at Homebrew Murder Crew. We
0: are on Instagram at Homebrew Murder Crew, I think. <laughs> yeah, you can also email us like Christy mentioned. Um,
1: email address is homebrewmurdercrew at gmail.com. We'd definitely love to hear from you guys.
0: Yeah, share your thoughts. Um, share any stories that you have. Thank you for tuning in for episode of homebrew murder crew. And yeah. uh